I don't think I'd call the police in Nigeria. Same, I was gonna say, they can't help me. That's not true. That's not general knowledge. They'll get there and they'll decide whether or not I'm the one that should get into trouble. Mm. Ask even if they feel like there's any point coming. You're locked into Juiced with Oyen Fawawai. Hello. This is podcast number. Who knows what? Who knows? Who knows what number this is? I'm just questioning life. Um, I have a guest with me. Oh, this is Juiced, the podcast, by the way. My name's Oyen. Gosh. Um, I feel like whenever I record these podcasts, it's either I'm very tired or I'm very excited so that my brain is scattered. Not scattered. Scattered. Or um, I just, I just am not here. So I bring loads of guests on, Hello. but to, oh, thank you. <laughs> but today, it's just uh, just me and Saida. Saida, <laughs> Saida. Do you remember Taina? I do, of course I do. That I wonder where she is now. She's amazing. She's amazing. I said they're all amazing. The and TV show was sick though, but I don't, rem- I don't really remember anybody. Do you remember the, her en- her nemesis? Like the the girl that she just didn't, really didn't like that could sing as well. Do you remember that time when there was a competition and they were like, uh, "Who can say all fifty states in like twenty seconds?" And she went on the stage and she was like, "All fifty states," and then she won. No. Nope. Okay, cool. That's <laughs> just me reminiscing on my ones there. That's okay. Don't worry. I won't. I won't judge. Um. But yeah, I have Saida with me. Am I saying that correctly? You are. I say Saida, but Saida. You're saying it right. You're saying or should it I the say correct said, way. It should actually said be. a. Have somebody done that joke before? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, wait. What? What's your on your on my phone? You saved your name as um, Saida Free Spirit. Yeah. Explain to everybody what you do. I'm a spoken word artist. <gasps> <laughs> You're an absolute clown. Me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm just here sipping my green tea. I feel so bougie. Oh hey, <laughs> my Starbucks cup. People think I paid for a Starbucks. I just paid 25p for water, mate. Come on. That's Come what on. I did yesterday, actually. I went to Starbucks downstairs in my uni. I just needed water. Exactly. They sold green tea. However, green they tea is green three tea. pounds something. Madness. I thought, what the I'll... fuck is this? No. Give I've me got... my water. I've got my green I've got tea. My... Fam, do you know how many tea bags I've got in my bag just in case I forget to bring one on the that's, day? That's right. And that's Correct. why I carry those sweeteners as well because they want to charge me... F... <sighs> this uni. They want to charge me 50p <laughs> if I want to use milk and sugar. But then one of the guys that works there, he really doesn't care. So like, if it's a lady that works there, I'll just pretend that I'll go there, pretend and begin to like take tissue. While I'm taking tissue, the way I'm stuffing my pocket with sweeteners, sugar, anything. Obviously not milk, because I don't, <laughs> you can't stuff pockets with milk. <laughs> Gosh, like obviously. No. But um, yeah, madness, 50p. But it's 25p for the cup. It's not, not even, it's not even, like once I use, once I've bought this cup, I can have, it's free refills. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. That. Yeah, like it's. Uh, <sighs> I'm gonna try it. Honestly, doesn't make any sense. But I mean, what? How much is the cup really? How much is like really? And one time I even bought, I bought a drink, and they offered me an extra cup because, because of how hot the drink was. <laughs> and then I was like, I can give this to somebody who wants water. Obviously, you're not somebody in like Africa. <laughs> That's that'd be a greater cause right there. But um, wait, so sorry. Let's go back to you. <laughs> Spoken word artist. Yeah. When was the last time you performed? Why have I forgotten? 
feel like it wasn't that long ago. I think I got a, like a text from you to it come. It really wasn't that long ago. And I, I, I didn't. But that's because I think it was in Hackney. That one was that was eight, that was ages ago. Oh wow! Okay, that was ages ago. I did a recent event like l- last week or the week before last at some. Um, it was like a black business event, so it was like different entrepreneurs that started like businesses, and they were all sharing like the tips and the secrets. Was it on a Saturday? Events. No, I think it was on a Thursday. Oh, okay, because I got a call from some guy. Absolute. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know I, I don't know where. Not even some guys. I was gonna say I don't know where I meet these guys. It's not even me. Somebody gave my number to somebody, and was and they called me and a bunch of other people. Were like, um, we've got this uh, business event. Um, these entrepreneurs. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, how did you get my number? He was like, oh, through so and so. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to have words with her. That's cool. So then he keeps talk- he kept- keeps talking. He's like, "Who are you gonna bring?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm not sure if I'm gonna bring if I'm if I'm even coming." He was like, "He was selling it to me." And I was like, "Would really love it if you could come because like we put this opportunity together for you." And I was like, "Really? For me? <laughs> me that you've just met on the phone now that you don't even know my last name? You've, you've put this together <laughs> for me?" And he was like, "Yeah, this is for 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 we've specifically chosen people to come to this event." I was like, "Okay, cool. So then, what happens if I don't come?" And he was like. Oh well, um, we were kind of banking on you coming. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll try and be there. I know I was not gonna go there. My trainer had already been booked to go home. I was going home. It's not happening. <laughs> Saturday morning comes. He calls me and he's like, um, "Hi." I'm like, "Hello." Like I'm still in bed. I'm like, "Hello." He's like, um, "So who are you bringing today?" And I'm like, no "Bringing." I'm not coming. Bringing to the <laughs> event. And I was like, "Yeah." Like, who are you bringing for me? I was like, "Well, what first of all." <laughs> I thought you were approaching me from a business stance that you want me to come to an event. Now you're saying who are you bringing for me? It's like, without me though. What do you mean? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't. And that's when I was like, nah, I'm not coming. I was like, oh, you're, you don't want to come? I was like, nah, it's not really interesting. I was like, oh, so, so, so you said to me before, no, I was like, no, you said I was coming. Don't, <laughs> don't get it twisted. You RSV'd for, RSVP'd for me before I even knew what the event was like that's true he made it just exactly and then he just cut the phone and i was like rude number blocked never to be seen again and i was like so if this event was specifically for me how are you gonna lock off on me <sighs> the special guest is not fam <laughs> people went oh, absolute nonsense why try and sell an event as oh it's specifically for you if you don't even know who i am just say We've just put this together and we want people to come. But anyways, that's enough about me. <laughs> back to you. Back to you. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a while with just one person. But then the thing is, yeah, when I say in a while, I've done three podcasts. One with one person. <gasps> oh, hey, Layla. Hey. One, sorry, someone else outside the door. <laughs> one with one person. One with one person. Then the third one was with three people. Yeah, I listened to that one. Did you? I did. How? What I do did. you think of the fun cast? I think he's not funny. <laughs> really? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not even joking. The, so the reason I said this is podcast number whatever is because the second half of that of the last podcast that's online right now, I'm in two minds as to whether up to upload it or not. Because I feel like I say some things that I'm just like, this is controversial. And I'd prefer to have had my facts 100% right. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Bill Cosby case. No, yeah, you do the 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 rape cases. Again, I don't. The Cosby Show. 
Is it like the gut? No, you really don't know what that is. You do. The black guy. Yeah. That was part of our childhood. Yes. That great guy. Yeah. Legendary that one. Guy. See, look how you give me facts. <laughs> go on, go on, free spirit. Give it to them. Oh, yeah, that that case. We're talking about that, and we're talking about sexual consent, and then we're also talking about. Um, then I'm just talking about how I am with people, specifically guys. But then I was like, do I want to put all my secrets out there? Like I'm giving people a script to follow now. I'd rather not. Because I'm I'm happy to be honest, but at the same time. Too much honesty. Yeah, too much honesty. Like I don't want, yeah, it was, I was listening to it and I was like, anybody could just listen to this and know how I am and be like, okay, cool. This is what I need to do to <laughs> impress or whatever it is her. You and I'd rather target. not, huh? You're scared of being a target. <laughs> a target, you know? <laughs> That's how you know you're part of men and trash. You could just identify <laughs> a target, you know. I'm in two minds. I'm not like I'm there, but I'm not there. I'm I'm on one of two teams in it. I'm one either of... at the end of the spectrum where it's men are trash, or you're on the or other side. I'm on the other side where it's don't say men are trash because these are boys. So okay, we'll get into that soon. Come, but um, how did we get here? Oh yeah, so I don't know if that podcast is gonna go up. But if not, you've got this one to listen to, so keep listening. That's um, right. It's Mental Health Awareness Week, by the way. I know. And you're the girl that I was talking about that I said would come on the podcast. That's right. I should have said woman. <laughs> I Independent love woman. Man. I shouldn't say that, should I? I love no. mental health. I, I love That's the it. same as saying like you love being healthy. To me, because it's like, I love physical health. You like to know how the body works. Etc. Etc. But why have I brought you on? Tell us why you're qualified to talk about on this topic. So I've recently started an organisation called SI, which stands for Survive, Achieve, Inspire, and Elevate, and it's a mental health organisation looking to reconstruct the negative stereotypes around mental health in Af- Black, African, and Caribbean communities, as well as provide like help for sufferers of mental health within our communities. So, yeah. How many times have you had to say that? Um load so many times recently because whenever i listen to podcasts with people who are actually who are educated and informed on the topic whenever they explain what they do they don't even like stammer whenever i explain what i do i still start like i still (laughs) i'm like well i don't know this like i'm all over the place you just i'm like that that if you tell me to talk about myself but in terms of like talking about organization that's what it does <laughs> that's what it does it's yeah. basic yeah. it's it's simple straight to the point concise that's right <laughs> i always get i always read that word in um i'm so off topic i always read that word in like assessment like um criterias it's always there concise what's concise and i can never do lecturer that essay. i can do it here talking about organization i used to wish i could do my um Remember when I said this to a friend and they took it the wrong way? I, w- I used to wish I could do my exams orally. Oh, I couldn't. And she was oh, like, oral? God, I... What do you mean? And then I was like, <laughs> orally isn't to speak. Speak, hon. Don't. Yeah, but I, I couldn't. I'd, nah, I'd start waffling. Any day. But amongst the waffle, is the content there? Yes. Give me marks. Because the thing is, yeah, with, with, like, in my opinion, I don't really mind too much about the concise bit. As long as the content is there... You have to give me the marks. You just True. mark me down on what on like. And when you're the writing, sh- there's a time limit. Exactly. So if it was um, oral, oral, and there was a time limit, I feel like the time limit would be shorter 
but the points you get but across the, would be yeah and the questions might be different you're onto something but then they stopped doing that like a, like a couple of years ago we're just sad. unlucky that's what we are this generation you know <laughs> it's a struggle it is but um why did you choose black girls obviously you're a black girl if, they, if anybody hasn't clocked uh, we're both Nigerian so the organisation is actually for men and women okay. of colour but my dissertation was on black girls like the mental health of black girls and the reason why I did that is because within like mental health institutions and like research that exists out there black women seem to be invisible within the research so there's lots of research on statistics around like the mental health of black boys or like other BME groups but there's nothing on black girls as like a single cohort so I was just like I'm gonna look at my sisters the black girls and yeah okay so um why is it why why is it why did you think that black women were neglected and then what what did you find so on I use Twitter a lot like I'm always on Twitter and it seemed to at the time when I was looking for like a topic to research there seems to be loads of black girls coming forward talking about mental health on Twitter mm-hmm. and loads of black girls taken to like creative forms of showing like their mental health issues. So quite a few artists, spoken word artists, um, singers and stuff, people just talking about mental health through different platforms. And it was mainly girls. So I was just like, mm-hmm. it's something worth talking about. If there's, people are willing there's to clearly an audience it. here. Yeah. Um, I remember in sociology in A-level, a- we were looking at education and why minorities struggle. Did you hear that music? Do you hear that music? Oh, that's just me. Wow. <laughs> wow, William. Um, <laughs> my brain's just amazing. Um, and we were looking at black boys and we looked at black girls, but that's like, you've literally just made me think now. We didn't really hear anything about black girls. It became, we looked at black boys and mascul- masculinity mm-hmm. and issues at home. But then in terms of girls, the beginning and the end was girls are more successful than boys in education and that's where they left mm-hmm. it. They didn't really explain anything into into maybe the girls that don't succeed yeah. or the side effects of having to work I so think, hard at uni or I education. think you get that with everything. Like even when we look at um, things like crime, like gun and knife crime, you'll hear about black like boys being gang members and stuff like that. And it's almost like girls are thrown to one side and there are girls who are part of gangs. There are girls who f- fall into like wrong patterns mm-hmm. in life. But for some reason, girls aren't ever spoken about in anything. And so the heavy focus is always on guys and what guys are doing with their lives. And as sad as it is that most of the time when we talk about black guys, it is bad things. It's like there's also stuff that black women are going through that need to be spoken about. And there aren't really them platforms there to actually speak about it because mm-hmm. lots of the time we're heavily focused on men because we do live in a patriarchal society so um i remember these all make sense don't worry it all <laughs> makes sense in my head at least um jane the virgin have you ever watched jane the I, virgin? I have i've watched a few episodes um the like not lecturer the person that her like mentor the person that's reading her book one the fem the very feminist I can't remember the name of her but basically she had, her book had to pass a test for her to become a mentor and it's basically that there needs to be at least um, two or three pages or or basically the whole manuscript that she gives to her where the women don't talk about men like 
no conversation can be about a man be about a man or um focus be focused around the males in the story mm-hmm. because she was like you're writing a romance novel okay fair enough but everything you're saying focuses around the the males there's nothing to do with women they don't have personalities they don't have um their own issues their issues are the guys yeah so um in terms of focusing around men do you think that that's just part of our nature or is something that we've been taught to do i feel like it's something we've been taught to do but we've been taught to do it for so long that now we do it subconsciously like we it's not something we think about it mm-hmm. we just do it because even like in researching like the mental health of black girls it was like there's an invisibility of research around like the number of black girls that are in mental health institutions so there's statistics on guys by themselves there's statistics on black people altogether as a whole but there's nothing on black girls and when it came down to it it's not even a case of black guys are more willing to access mental health institutions Mm. it's a case of black guys are seen more heavily within the criminal justice system and through that they're sectioned and that's why there's a visibility for them within the mental health mental health institutions and so i just think that naturally like within society we've been taught to focus so much on guys probably because like you said statistics show that they de- they do tend to do badly in certain areas mm-hmm. and so perhaps that's why we focus on them so much more like it's less expected for a girl to go through certain stuff like we're just expected to be calm but i think that's more of a reason why it's supposed to be spoken about okay what's your experience with mental health i had i went through depression when i started uni in first year and for the longest time, I just wouldn't speak to anybody about it because I was like that agony aunt friend, the person that everybody came to talk to about their own issues, but never the person who felt comfortable talking to other people about what I was going through, like almost feeling mm-hmm. like I had to be strong for them because in turning to them, it was almost like I'm showing them cracks where they might feel like they can't talk to me about what they're going through. <laughs> so I Do just you know what? held it in, you know, mm-hmm. kept going. And then I saw that it started to affect like my uni, like my actual uni work. And so I think I've just started to take time out for myself. Like it's not even a case of I access any form of like counseling or stuff like that. I just started to take time out for myself to, you know, give myself proper self care in terms of spending time with myself and doing Mm -hmm. things that I enjoy. It's one of the reasons why I like fitness very much. I feel like it helps me in terms of constantly being refreshed and being Mm -hmm. there in it. So yeah. Um, What you, this is the thing with the whole on oh hello computer wake up this is the thing with the whole honesty thing in terms of um what am i willing to share on the podcast what am i not willing to share i'm willing to share this because you're talking from um this is you noticed this about yourself before i'm noticing it about myself now like last sunday i just had a like it's been a long time coming and i just had a like a, like a come to jesus moment mm-hmm. you know what i mean where what you just said is like what's the phrase <laughs> like bang on the on spot like it's basically spot on yeah, yeah that's the one that's, that's the one i'm trying to say i was gonna say bang <laughs> on the nail but i don't know if that's the, that's the but um yeah like i was i, I was I'm, I'm just realizing like i don't i don't talk to people mm-hmm. i don't talk to people about my problems and that so I, I went to my dad and i was like my dad's the person i talk to about everything then i was like i'm suddenly not talking to you about whatever's going on with me because mm-hmm. I feel like I don't like I, I'm just shutting it down before even opening the door yeah so um I was like would you ask me if something was wrong 
or should I or would would I have to come to you and he was like if I can sense something's wrong obviously I'll ask you but if I don't know you're gonna have to tell me because mm-hmm. I won't know either way and this obviously is quite it doesn't make any sense this emotion but it's, it happened like I was just I was so not disappointed but I was just a bit like dang that means it really is my like I f- like it felt like it was my fault that that I was feeling the way I was feeling because I was like well then that just proves dad doesn't see anything wrong with you so therefore if anything's going to change it's going to have to be on your terms that's the thing like when you think about like I've spoken to so many people who've been through like mental health issues and I always find it interesting talking to people because there's that realization within everybody where it's like one the emotion tends to come out of nowhere and I went to like a BBC um, one extra talk on like mental health and one of the women like the psychologist that they had there not a psychologist a therapist that they had there she was talking about how oftentimes when she talks to people who've gone through mental health everybody sees it as something that just came randomly out of the out of the I blue. watched this clip on Twitter yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was sort of explaining that that's not actually what it is it's a case of think little things happen to you in your life mm-hmm. and you're just like oh it's not a big deal and you suppress it so after a while it all comes up like you just feel this burst of emotion and you don't know where it's come mm-hmm. from. And it's simply because you failed to address all of the issues that you were going through before that you thought wasn't a big deal. Oh, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. notice. And I think when I was going through like, my depression, I, I lived with five of my friends in second year. And I was st- like, that's when I went through the brunt of like my depression, like hardcore. Like I'd be talking to them, laughing, busting joke with them. And then I'd be in my room bawling out, like not even knowing why I was so upset. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And when they found out what I was going through, it was like a shocker for them because they were just like, we didn't even notice there was anything wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Like we would have never, ever thought that anything was wrong with you if you never told us. Do you know what I mean? And I'd spent so long being so angry at them every time I was feeling down because I'd be thinking. How do you not know? In it, like, How can you not see that there's something wrong? Like, And I'm it's that realisation that, if you don't you become talk, like no one yeah know. you begin to learn how to perfect the art of sh- pretending that you're okay like even when i would go home like my sister would say i didn't even know there was anything wrong with me and i'd just be like okay well clearly it was me like i did so well in terms of hiding it mm-hmm. and there's that realization that you need like we need to talk to people but also that people need to be willing to have you talk to them do you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's loads of people i know who go through mental health who want to have people to talk to like i talk to people I have people that message me in on Twitter that like I've never met them before in my life, mm-hmm. but they're happy to sit there for ages talking about their mental health. And it just shows that there's people who want to talk about their mental health. They just don't have anyone to turn to mm. who they feel like they're comfortable talking to them about their mental health with. Mm-hmm. So it's about creating spaces where people feel comfortable to talk to other people about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. I think that's why um, people are so comfortable talking to strangers sometimes. Yeah. But then that always... Um, makes me like i'm learning i'm thinking of things now basically like so old people when they see you like if they're if they're lonely they just bust conversation and they'll just be talking and talking and talking and now i'm thinking is that a a mini cry for help because like i from like like if i was to do like basically i like to do history if there's a problem I'm always like, this didn't. There, there must be a domino that kicks this off. Yeah. Like, before my dad was like, with your problems, it's like you tiny, you tear a tiny piece of paper, you scrunch up and you put it there. You don't deal with it. You put it there, and then it builds up to a mountain. And then one day you'll put 
a tiny piece on top and the entire thing will crumble and you'll just have a a meltdown and you don't and you're thinking it's this tiny thing one time i was crying over flour (laughs) and it was like the issue is not flour here stop you was like stop crying about flour what's what is the real issue here and now i realize that um what's it called i just prefer to talk to strangers than actually like people, than people know, yeah. because like for example i don't know if this was in the last podcast or if it was i think it was in the last podcast shumi was shumi's the welsh well no two of them are welsh but shumi's the, the welsh one that spoke more um and she was talking about how in in our group chat me shumi and maver she was like you need someone like you because me and maver will just pull each other down because they both have anxiety they're like we'll just pull each other down like to the bottom and just sit there like side by side crying like but you need someone like you to remind you that no you can't you need to do something you need to be proactive so like agony on like being the agony on and being the person that gives good advice you don't want to you feel like you have a responsibility yeah. to these people like i am like i remember when i said well, who do you call if the police fail you like who do you call if the police fail you you just you just have to call God. <laughs> just have to do the quick. Um, yeah, just have to call God. Like, cause who? It doesn't. It, that's why I'm like I'm glad I don't live in a seriously corrupt country. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know what I would actually do if 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 the police if I couldn't rely on the police. And I'm not saying I'm the police for Shumi and Maver, but I'm saying as in if you're that somebody who has all the answers or can always have like a solution or makes you feel better about a situation. When you're upset or when you're not feeling. 100%. It's I sometimes you might think they won't understand it yeah. because it's like well every time I see you like 99.9% of the time you're happy. Why are you crying? Like you your attitude to life is so happy that people don't even think they must think your life is either better than mine or isn't like you have no problems yeah. or you deal with problems better. So what is it that's causing you to cry? And then it's like it makes you feel like you're um weak does that make yeah. sense yeah, yeah yeah like you've been strong all this time but then in reality you've not actually been strong all the time because you've just been covering stuff that's right Jeez. <laughs> it's Deep. almost like a plateau in it like you're yeah. just like i'm just trying to stay it's like this steady on you, this steady you just road pe- you just put more like... makeup on like your skin is bad you need to <laughs> you need to wash that skin but all you're doing is just like more makeup layers, more 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 layers. more layers and layers and layers that's what it is and then one day the rain will come and it'll just acid I... rain will wash it away <laughs> <laughs> it takes that stepping back and actually, so like I have a friend who go, who's, she's got really, really bad anxiety and depression. She's had a few suicide attempts and stuff like that. And she's got to a point where she's now able, like, people can tell you so many times, you can do this, you know, keep fighting, whatever. And it's not until you're ready mm. that you can actually make a difference in your life. Like, for me, it was the case of me saying to myself, like, I'm tired of feeling like this. And for as long as I keep telling myself that I'm having a bad day, I'm going to keep having bad days. Mm. But the moment when I say to myself, look, so 2017, I came into the year claiming it as mine. I was like, everything that I want is going to go the way that I want it to go. Mm-hmm. If not, it's going to go according to the way that God wants it. But I'm not going to stop myself from doing anything. Like I've got to live being a, being a little bit more free. Like, Because yeah. I think sometimes we hold our, ourselves back or we like compare ourselves to other people. And in a society where like, there's so like there's so much for heavy focus on social media. It's so easy to compare yourself to other people, and people never ever seem to share like their downfalls in life. Everybody's just about 
this glorification and showing this greatness that's happening mm. in their lives. So it's so easy to feel down when you when you compare yourself to others. And so I just spent this year saying that the only person I can compare myself is me. I can only compare mm-hmm. myself to the me that I was yesterday. And as long as every day I'm working on myself and planning and growing, that's I should I can only feel happy about that. Mm-hmm. And like naturally, like as as much as I'm speaking so positively, there are days where I feel down, where I can see that my mood is not as high as it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But it means that tomorrow I'm gonna make sure like you're good. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna reach that high again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like even with my friend, it's a case of now she's been able to step back. She started her counselling, all of all of that, and she's ready to take ownership of her life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it takes that moment, that courage. Like it's hard. It's very very hard. But there's that realization that it's got. It's necessary. It's got to be done. Look at that. Look at that, it's necessary, it's got to be done. How often do you talk about this? I feel like I talk about mental health so much now, <laughs> a lot. So now, um, you're still technically in the position of agony aunt, because now you've got this charity, I'm yeah. it tra- yeah. now you've got this charity, and um, you're helping people, or you're providing a platform where people can seek help. Mm-hmm. So now is it, is it, um, is it solely, do you feel like it's solely on you to check up on yourself now? Because I feel like self-evaluation will help you to, not help you, but will help anybody to realise what's right and what's wrong in yeah. your life. Sometimes, even if people say things to you, like you're saying, even if people say things to you, you won't realise it until you really look at yourself. So now, do you have to continuously, even more, look at yourself to make sure that you're not falling into the patterns of before of making sure everybody else is okay like you need to make sure you're okay do you know what i'm saying where's your balance in having this charity that helps that will help and is helping so many people and helping Helping yourself i guess through the charity i'm sort of helping myself because one of the things that i needed to understand at the time when i was dealing with mental health like even when i look back in my life i know that my first experience with mental um with depression wasn't actually the start of uni Mm mm-hmm like I see patterns in my life where it's like you was going through it before you never you, clocked. you never clocked because you didn't know what it you was. Just thought it was sad. Like, you, like, you just thought it was a bad day. You was too oh, young. Gosh. No one explained it to you. You just mm-hmm. thought you was having a bad day, but you was having a bad day for a long period of time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like through like the organization, I'm able to get like a better understanding of mental health. And through doing that, I'm able to check myself. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whilst also making sure that there's a conversation about mental health where in talking to people about mental health, I'm able to then talk about my own mental health and that helps me, do you get what I mm-hmm. mean? So I feel like through having the organisation in place, I'm also helping myself whilst helping others. Okay. So yeah. I see, I see, I see. Um, in terms of males then, and, well, you know what? Okay, so in terms of males, the reason that they give a lot of the time is that they don't want to seem, I mean, the black males, they don't want to seem weak. Do you think certain words and their negative conversation, negative connotations um, need to be basically like erased or just changed a little bit? For example, remember when they were like bossy? They're like bossy has a negative connotation, but now they're trying to take back bossy. Remember Beyonce trying to take back bossy? Do you think we should, do you think the being weak can be switched to be a positive thing because there are 
anything can have a positive spin on it i really do believe yeah. so like you can see people may say you're aggressive well i'm in some situations you may need an aggressive person and that aggressiveness isn't actually great aggressive it's just you're passionate do you know what i'm saying yeah i think the negative like one of the things that we're like really trying to do with the organization is change the way that mental health is looked at mm-hmm. simply because the idea that someone who goes through like mental health is weak is actually really stupid mm-hmm. like there is a great deal of strength that somebody has to have to go through any mental health illness mm. because one it makes you feel like there, you have no purpose in life and one could easily like one could choose to commit suicide and even that decision in itself isn't easy like to get to that point you've gone through a great deal of stuff that somebody who hasn't gone through mental health hasn't had to face mm-hmm. so the idea that to go through that mental health makes you weak is just it's it's an ignorant idea that but it comes from people who don't understand mental health Mm -hmm. because anyone who understands mental health almost has the understanding that there's a strength you ooze in going through that Mm -hmm. and there's a greater strength in being able to talk about it and i think the fact that there's so many people with that ignorant view of mental health is something that's weak and it's not something that should be spoken about and more time it's because people tend to be uncomfortable with the reality of life like they're, they're uncomfortable about people talking about suicidal thoughts and having negative views on life mm-hmm. and so they try and shut the conversation down so there does need to be a change in like the terminology and stuff that are used to describe people who go through mental health illness but also mental health in itself because i know that as soon as people hear depression anxiety and all of that sort of stuff they automatically think of the worst yeah like i remember talking to like my little sister and her friends and they were about 17 and as soon as they heard that I was doing a mental health organisation, obviously my little sister having like some sort of background in it, she took like a more of a mature stance. Mm-hmm. But her friends were just laughing. They were like, so people that are crazy. And I had to sit there and I like educate them because we don't have these things within our education system that mm-hmm. educates people on mental health. So no wonder why people grow up feel it, thinking some type of fit, some yeah. type of way, especially if you haven't. Like for me, what I found like through the research that I've done is people who have very westernized parents who understand mental health or have come across people who've ha- experienced it within their family mm-hmm. they tend to offer better support than those of our native parents who have very little understanding of mental health and it's not necessarily their fault because yeah, even in just... doing my research on like the way mental health is treated in different countries in africa and the caribbean there's clearly understanding that certain people see it as voodoo culture a lack of faith in god and all of that sort of stuff mm-hmm. so there's room for education for people to be educated and until that education takes place all of the negative connotations are almost going to stick mm-hmm. so yeah um one thing that may seem simple like simple saying it but when you like and i really mean this like sit down yeah. don't do anything just think about it so like mental health physical health mental health does not mean there's anything um going wrong because i was talking to I have the recording, but I'm not going to play it. So I was, my, uh, com- I did a theory comedy, like a comedy theory essay, because that was my theory module this year. And I did it on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on Netflix. Did Have you watched it? No. Oh, okay, don't worry. And it's basically, um, the show is called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She has um romantic obsession. She's, is is serious. She moves moves states for a guy from her childhood who doesn't even consider the relationship a proper relationship. Um, OCD, depression and anxiety. But then there is a comedic 
portrayal of mental health. Like you see her go to a therapist, talk to the therapist, but she's talking at the therapist, not listening to anything the therapist says, and then leaves and the therapist's like, I can't make her stay. It's kind of like, I can't force her to change her life. She'll continue and continue and it's when she's ready to change, she'll change. Mm -hmm. We've gone to the end of season two, season three. She still hasn't changed. She was about to marry the guy. She still hasn't changed. Then he stood her up. But basically, where was I going with this? Oh no, physical health, mental health. I was, I had to record um, some girls watch before they watched the program and after they watched the program to see if the show actually impacted their understanding of mental health because nothing is directly addressed as this woman needs help. Yeah. It's more so like she's a mess, like her life is not in order. But then the point of the show is actually to take the stigma away from mental health. And I see what they're trying to do, but then I feel like the the girls that I got to watch it didn't actually understand it. Yeah. Like it, the the aim, basically what I wrote about, I keep saying basically, what I wrote about was like, the aim is so there when you read interviews and like, if you understand what they're trying to do. But if you just watch the program as like, I'm just watching a TV program, you get more negative connotations than positive yeah. connotations of mental health. You get because it even from just the title. <laughs> crazy ex-girlfriend like you've added you've put the word crazy there yeah. and now i think her life's a mess she's not got her things in order so now if you tell me she's got depression anxiety romantic obsession i'm like oh so these people don't have their lives in order and are a mess yeah. i'm putting the two together i was talking to one of the girls and she i was like do you i asked them as a group or to focus group do you feel you have any um mental health issues one of the girls response responses was no and i was like okay cool do you do you feel you have any physical health issues? And she was like, probably ones I don't even know I have, but yeah, because you know what I mean? There's yeah. actually a name for everything that's going wrong or that's going on yeah, with your yeah. body. So um, issues has a negative connotation because it sounds like something's wrong. Yeah. I was like, you know, peace of mind. I put that into mental health. So do you feel you have peace of mind? She was like, yeah. So I was like, so therefore you have mental health if you put the word issue, it's got a negative connotation, but you have something to do with mental health. Yeah. You're distancing yourself from mental health when in reality, it's part of you. You can't say I don't have physical health. It is, exactly. who, it is who you are. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not easy, it is, it's, it's part of you. You can't deny it. If you deep that mental health is something that you cannot get away from, in the same way you need to treat your body correctly, your mind is just important exactly. and your mind will begin to manifest itself in its physical health. That's like, right. No. uni will stress you to the point of no return <laughs> it's so true because i've met so many people and like i think it's interesting that i started talking about like m mental health was something that i started discussing having come to uni and it wasn't even like i experienced it then i started talking about it there were just so many people talking to me about how they'd come to uni and they suddenly found like their mood just off like and they'll talk about how so many times that like, you find people who come to uni and they start to experience depression and I, I get that uni is like one of the, like it's a really, for me anyway, I think it's a really lonely place. Like it's a really lonely place, but there's so many Jeez. other things that are done to try and mask the fact that it is a lonely place. Like people will try, like try clubbing, they'll try going out, smoking weed, just all of these things that they wouldn't have necessarily done at home mm -hmm. to try and mask the fact that uni is, is, is a lonely place. <laughs> like, so it's really, really important to like, one to re to realize that everybody has mental health mm -hmm. it's just the web it's just the case of whether your mental health is plateauing or is you know in its good stance but anybody anybody's mental health can deter deteriorate 
in the same way that anyone's physical health can deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And also, so by force, we have reached the end of the podcast. Um, there is another half hour of talking, of chatting, of myself and Saida. However, <laughs> uni clearly does not rate me because the radio studios continue to fail. So, um, I just don't have that extra half hour now. Um, the podcast ends, well, the recording ends mid-sentence, and I'd rather not leave that confusion there, so I've ended it where I've ended it. I will have Saida back on the podcast, because listening back, I realise there's a lot we didn't talk about. So, do stay tuned for that. Maybe next week, maybe the week after. Follow us on our socials, especially Saida and her organisation. It's in the description below. Yeah, I'm just annoyed. I'm not going to lie to you. I am quite upset because I was like, the the longer I talk, like normally with podcasts, the longer I talk, the more sense it begins to make. So it's more so the end of the, the end of the recordings is what goes in the podcast or at least the second half of the podcast makes the most sense. Unfortunately, we only have the first half of the podcast, so yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't have much to say after that. I'm just annoyed. And now I'm trying to think, do I, should I continue recording? Anyways, I'm having my own dilemmas here. But yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it all the way to this point of the podcast. Well, the end of the podcast. Do listen next week. Yeah. I feel like I've got a clearer sense of what I'd like to talk about in the podcast. Plural. Multiple. Next week should be a good podcast because I feel like I've I've, I've got a good idea. So stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. Until next time. And if I do find that extra half hour, which I really doubt, but if I do, you'll definitely be the first to know. Yes, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Like, specifically you. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. Stop eating your cereal. Stop, like, focus on what I'm saying right now. The words coming out of my mouth. Okay, yeah, I'm rambling now. Thank you. Bye.